Hey there, it's your girl Diamond Drip, bringing you the insights and strategy you need in 15 minutes or less. This episode is all about what it would take to hire somebody who is in the U.S. to work for my U.S.-based business. When I thought about hiring somebody in the States for my business, I thought that the biggest expense was going to be the hourly rate difference. Because with my overseas assistants, I pay anywhere from seven to $8, depending on the agency that I use. If you want to check out more about my experience with overseas virtual assistants, I highly suggest that you check out episode six of this podcast with U.S.-based employees, especially with how much I network with solo entrepreneurs, I know that many virtual assistants in the U.S. start at at least $25. And with this in mind, I figured it was more cost-effective for me to hire an overseas VA at a lower price point because one of the things that I came to understand as I did more research into hiring someone who's in the Philippines, when you hire someone for 7 to $8 in the Philippines, it's a comfortable living wage. Here, I knew that at a minimum, I would have to start at 15 because I live in the state of Maryland. Now, the person who I was going to hire was my daughter's father. His name is Dre. And he right now is experiencing some resistance when it comes to working for other people, if I'm being honest, because he went to school for audio engineering. And so that is where he thought he was going to spend a lot of his efforts after he graduated. With this in mind, I thought that he would be a perfect person person for me to turn to when it came to the podcast editing, because while I can edit the podcast myself, and I do edit the podcast myself, I would be better served with my time if I had someone who actually knew what they were doing, could clean it up really quickly, just do it for me, right? This is one of the key reasons why we hire help. We can do it ourselves, but someone else may be able to have the bandwidth to do it a lot more efficiently than we could on our own by trying to learn it ourselves. So when I came to my accountant, I thought that 1875 would be a good starting point for salary reasons. And I was going to have Dre work 20 hours at that price point. I was going to have him come in with training hours. I was still deciding if those training hours were going to be paid or not, but everything came to a screeching halt when I figured out the math that had to come. When I worked as a W-2 employee, I used to use this paycheck calculator to calculate how much money I might take home at the end of two weeks. I used this calculator to help me solidify the information of $18.75 for $20 a week. And in that, it tells you how much gets taken out for FICA, uh, Social Security, and something else. If you want to know more about the actual calculator, I will link it in the show notes. This was the information that I came to my accountant with. He then told me about gut. Gusto's employer tax calculator, which I will also be linking in the notes below, which helped me kind of figure out what it would cost me per year per employee 
with those numbers. So on the actual calculator, it has you identify what state you are in. It has you calculate the annual wage based on whatever hourly you want to. And this is where having an accountant with you while you're doing this math kind of comes in because there is something on the calculator called an SUI rate. And that rate is assigned to you by your state and each state has different requirements. Your rate can be influenced by the length of time your business has been operating, the number of employees you have and other factors. My accountant just told me to put 1% here because I am a solo entrepreneur. This is my first uh, employee and I've, it's only been about four years. Uh, three, technically, I think with this current business that I'm in because I had two businesses at one point. And then you're able to calculate. So if I were paying Dre $18,000 a year, the total annual cost to hire him would be $19,504 with 261 of that going to Medicare tax, 42 of that going to FUDA and Maryland unemployment tax taking out $85. And then of course the biggie, which is social security tax at $1,116. So when I did this math, it seemed more reasonable to hire him as an employee because I was like, oh, that's not as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. I was thinking like 30,000. This should be, you know, doable kind of. And when he told me about the fact that both the employee and the employer pay social security. They both pay Medicare. I am responsible for unemployment. And then I'm responsible for workers comp. Now the workers comp was the thing that really made me start to understand why hiring an employee in the United States can be so expensive. So workers comp, is something that you need to have when you have an employee, even if they are remote, even if you know they're not doing physical labor. Um, I think the example that Derek used was um, like, I'm looking at the computer and all of a sudden my eyeballs fall out or something like that. Like that's an extreme example, but because workers comp is a type of insurance, we all know how insurance can be, right? So your auto insurance goes up every year. Your homeowner's insurance can go up. It Like literally anything dealing with insurance, you can start to kind of see and visualize like the price tag going up. So I asked Derek what it would be like if we didn't have to worry about the social security tax and the Medicare tax and the food and the Maryland unemployment tax and the workers comp, like what if we didn't have to worry about those things? And he just worked for me as a 1099 employee. Now we explored this path just so that I could have an understanding of what that would look like. But I knew it wasn't going to be ideal because DeAndre has kind of been working 1099 jobs for the past six years, and he wanted something 
to where he wouldn't have to worry about taxes. That was something that seemed like it was going to be a viable option. It would just be a matter of making sure that he gets the documentation every year in January so that he would file his taxes. To say that I was surprised at the numbers feels like an understatement. And I feel like some of the reasons behind us eventually going down the path that we are going on, which is um, one that's going to be more beneficial for Dre anyway, which is I'm going to help him start his LLC. The difference with having an LLC versus a 1099 employee is that he gets to learn what it's like to run a business. He gets to learn what it's like to onboard a client and he can take the knowledge of working with me as a client on my podcast. He can take that information and build himself a business where he can do this for other people, or he can figure out what it is that he wants to do under the LLC that he started. So this was what worked best for us because he just so happened to be applying to work for a business coach. <laughs> and so when it turned out to be a situation where he couldn't work for me, it was natural for him to turn to, you know, well, not natural for him to turn to, natural for me to suggest and encourage. And we are working through it slowly now, but it was just a natural um thing for us to turn to. So here's what I'll end with on this episode, because it really wasn't meant to be a super long one. If you're thinking about hiring an employee, here are my top suggestions. I want you to figure out what that math looks like for your business. So if you can go to the Gusto, the Gusto link, <laughs> go to the Gusto link and figure out what those taxes look like for you. Like if you are hiring an employee at a rate that is going to be livable, in your opinion, look and crunch that math to see what you are looking at as an employer. And then if you have a source to check and see what the unemployment insurance might look like, I highly recommend that too. Because once you have all of that information of how much it'll cost to actually hire the employee and you still be able to grow and scale your business, you want to double check with the paycheck calculator to make sure that it's a livable wage that they can be comfortable with. Because what you don't want to run into is with the overseas assistance, I was able to get a lot of things done at a livable rate for them. But then when attention to detail started to suffer, I started to give less work. I don't know if they went other way, uh, to another place. And I'm bringing this up because if you go through the work of figuring out and setting up all of your, you know, your taxes and your insurance, and you actually hire this person and start paying this person money, but then, you know, finances change and you have to give them less hours, they then naturally need to be able to provide for themselves, maybe even their family. So they may look at other places to jump ship. And then you're going to be in the same boat of not having the help that you need or want, and you're going to be looking for somebody else. So 
whenever you make the decision to hire somebody under your business after operating as a solo entrepreneur for so long, make sure that it's one that you can confidently make. And if you need a little assistance, figuring out when is the right time for you. And if you want assistance, figuring out the basic math, because I'm not an accountant, I just know what my accountant taught me, please let me know. I'd be happy to help you. Head to the link in the show notes and book a strategy session with me. I'm here as a resource for you. So that is all for this video. Until the next one.